It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I am your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the baseball, basketball, golf guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter, Dave underscore S. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, here we go again, Uncle Dave, another day of baseball, basketball, hockey, action. Yesterday, our podcast into all that bad. Interesting, uh, interesting couple of days that we had. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to preview two Major League Baseball games. We're going to preview one NBA game. I have a free pick here from Mackenzie Rivers in the NBA. And we also have a free pick for one of our retweet Army guys. And uh, he actually has a pretty decent pick and a decent handicap. So we'll go over that when we get to that part. But Uncle Dave, there has been a, a hurricane plaguing the eastern coast. And uh, as of right now, it is dark, it is dreary, it is raining, and uh, it actually feels like it's like 10 o'clock at night right now. I look outside and it's uh, it's pretty dark out there. So uh, I would like to say, you know, for those of you guys on the eastern seaboard, hopefully you guys have been staying safe and, uh, you know, all your property is uh, pretty much well um, intact as uh, we're dealing with some, some weather issues here on the east coast, surprisingly. Doesn't look like any baseball games are going to be rained out, at least uh, from what I've seen so far. Hopefully nothing ends up uh, getting canceled because uh, we've been short on baseball games with the COVID situation. But I want to jump into our first Major League Baseball game here, Uncle Dave. I want to talk about Pittsburgh and I want to talk about Minnesota. Musgrove is going to go here for the Pirates right now, total at nine. Minnesota is going to have Barrios. Barrios attracting some money here, minus 206 on the money line you can get the run line right now with the twinkies around minus 105 minus 115. i'll go ahead and start this one out uncle dave you know the pilots right now they're reeling they've lost five games in a row i can't bet this team facing a tough pitcher like barrios who you know he doesn't allow a whole lot now the pirates batting average as a team you know it's overall it's it's actually pretty bad it's it's actually quite terrible you know they have 11 guys right now batting under 215 and there's not a whole lot of power in that Pirates lineup as they rank 18th in homers. And now they have to go up against a Twins team who ranks number three in home runs. And if you guys watched the game last night, Twinkies go yard, walk off with Cruz. And that's how they end up winning that game. And the Twins at home here, I think that'll give them a little bit of boost here, Uncle Dave. Now, Berrios, he had a rough first outing, but he did get it together in his second start. He went five full innings. He only gave up two runs on three hits. And they did give up a homer, and that actually ended up costing him that game. But he did have six strikeouts. So I think Berrios can come in here. I think he can look strong. I think he can go ahead and try to improve off of his improving momentum. Now, on the flip side, you know, the Pirates are going to go ahead. They're going to counter with Musgrove, and he's been slightly below average. And one of the reasons why I'm thinking of going ahead and playing against Musgrove here, his walks and his home runs have actually killed him this season. He's allowed three walks two home runs in each of his first two starts. This is a road game here. I think that's a recipe for disaster against a big hitting Twins club. And the Pirates have not been able to score any runs. Only 11 runs total in the last five games. It's only like 2.6 runs per game. And I don't think that's going to cut it here against a Twins who, you know, I feel that they're due for an offensive explosion here at home. And they are 6-1 and one at home. So I'm going to go ahead, guys. I'm going to play the Twins on the run line. Minus a one and a half, minus 105, minus 115. So that's where I'm going to go ahead and look in that game. Uncle Dave, now that I've ranted for a minute or two here, what do you got to say on that game? 
normally sleepy, I'm not going to bet against you. I, I would I would be inclined to take the uh, road team on the run line, but it's really tough to do with the way Pittsburgh hasn't been hitting. But Minnesota hasn't been hitting either. You know, they since they put up six runs against the Cardinals back on the 28th, they haven't put up that many in well one, two, three, four, five, six games. Haven't had more than double digit hits since the 26th against the White Sox. I'm not ready to bet on the do theory that they're going to put up a ton of runs. Both bullpens have been pretty good. The Twins bullpen has been lights out. The Pirates bullpen has been far better than advertised. Uh, I do like Musgrove. Uh, I don't like the fact that he probably won't go deep. Um, Barrios can get hit. So that's why I could make a, a case for the Pirates run line, but I won't. But at nine and a half, you know, day games and unders are our friends. So I lean pretty strong to the under there, Sleepy. All right, guys. So there's Uncle Dave leaning to the under. I like the Minnesota Twins on the run line. So, guys, as I promised, if you guys have listened to our last couple podcasts here, um, I promised that we would go out and give out a free play for our first retweet Army team member. And, of course, today is that day, BC in Houston. You guys have had to see him going ahead and commenting and retweeting out our podcast. And we certainly appreciate all his efforts and the guys from the Sharp Squad you know, for their daily contributions and and their daily continued support, you know, with the retweet army. And if you guys go to bettingpredators.com, you know, you will see that that, that we have a, a small little area in there where it says retweet army. We'll post your Twitter handle um, that we're, we'll go ahead. We'll put that on the site and then we'll reach out to you occasionally for a free play that we can go ahead and throw into our podcast. You know, if you continue to go ahead and show your support, BC and Houston has done that. And there have been other guys that have as well. So I think it's only fair that we go ahead and stick to our word. Now, BC, he likes the Reds and the Indians game under eight today. And here's a brief handicap in his words. He's going to go ahead. He's going to play on Cy Weaver today with his 2-0 record and his 0 ERA versus the Reds' Tyler Maley. He thinks Maley is average at best, and he's posted some scary numbers versus the Tribe. But the Indians' offense is bad right now. He and the Sharp Squad believe Beaver will have a dominating performance, and he thinks Maley and Beaver can go deep, maybe even into the seventh, where he thinks the bullpens will actually decide a lower-scoring game, perhaps in that 3-2 area. So we certainly go ahead and we wish BC all the best of luck today, and we thank him and the Sharp Squad for the support of our podcast. And as always, you know, if you guys continue to go ahead and retweet, we have another guy that will probably get his play tomorrow. We just put him up in the retweet army section of the website and we'll certainly go ahead and uh you know keep doing this from time to time uncle dave i want to jump over to another major league baseball game here we have the kansas city royals at the chicago cubs kansas city they're gonna have singer on the mound total right now sitting at eight hendrix will go for the cubbies minus 185 run line in favor here of the cubbies minus 125 uncle dave i'm going to throw it to you first for this one what do you got well, I like the Royals on the run line, and I like the under. And I'm a little surprised that total, I believe, is sitting at eight. And then maybe that's the one that's getting – I've seen it tick down to seven and a half in a couple of sharp books, which is scary for Wrigley, I know. Uh, and part of the reason might be they're going to be a significant wind blowing in from, from left. But, you know, I think this is more about the pitchers. Hendricks has looked pretty good. He did not look overly good in his last outing. But, you know, all the reports are that he's back to where he was a year or two ago. And, you know, he's always beast mode at home. Cincinnati did light him up. But Cincinnati sees him all the time. The Royals don't. The Royals can't hit. Um, 
despise the Cubs bullpen. So what I would clearly do there is take them right out of that equation. The Royals bullpen's actually been well above average, um, but the Cubs bullpen with a, with an ERA of seven and a half, that's just not backable. I don't care who's starting. So we'll just take that right out of the equation. And, uh, and aside from playing the full game under eight, we will play the first five under as well. Uh, and I see no reason because of that bullpen not to take the Royals run line. You know, let's assume it is going to be a low scoring game. You know, if, if it's, if it's seven and a half, that run and a half is, is about 20% of the total runs you'd expect for the game. And, and you could basically get them free with that number. So I think that you almost have to do that. And I think if, if Singer can keep it close and he's a, he's a pitch to contact pitcher. He's, he's not going to strike a lot of people out, but he typically doesn't give up a lot of long balls, doesn't get himself in trouble with walks. If he can keep it close, um, I think the Royals may score if he runs late. And I, I do like that Royals run line. And again, I think I'll split the under first five in full game. All right. So there's a couple of different ways that you can go there with Uncle Dave. I'm kind of going to kind of agree here with you, Uncle Dave. I, I kind of like the under in this one. I think Hendricks, as you had mentioned, you know, pretty good at home. And we did get roughed up against the Reds there. It was when he was on the road. But I think he can come back, you know, pretty strong here. One of the things with Singer, you know, the Cubs haven't seen him before. And he's had, you know, some pretty decent outings. He looks like he potentially could be, you know, a high strikeout guy. You know, even at Kendricks at times, I think in his first outing this year, he had like nine strikeouts. So one of the things I noticed with these two teams, they're not exactly tearing the cover off the ball right now. You know, with the wind coming in, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cloudy. I think they're only calling for like 64, 65 degrees there in Chicago. So I, I would lean here to the under. I would probably take it for the game, Uncle Dave. I think Hendricks probably can go deep against that KC lineup. So I would probably just go ahead and take the eight, you know, for the game. I noticed, as you mentioned, that that one has ticked down here at some shops at seven and a half. So if you guys do agree with myself and Uncle Dave here, you know, playing the unders, uh, go ahead and make sure you shop around that you could probably get a decent first five and a decent full game total on that game. All right, Uncle Dave, let's jump over to the NBA. We're going to talk Nets, Bucks, and then we're also going to give out Mackenzie Rivers free pick on one of the later games. But we have a I'm going to say might be a historic line here, Uncle Dave. The Bucks are going to be minus 19-point favorites here. This line's crazy high. I'm going to let you go ahead and start out first because I want to hear your thoughts, and then after that I'm going to tell you kind of what I think you know potentially could happen in this game, and I'll discuss some of the things that I'm seeing right now at the sports books. What are you thinking? Well, I'm not thinking here, Sleepy. I mean, I would – I would never lay 19 points. I think if I'm going to take the Bucs, it's going to be in the first half. You know, we talked earlier about the Bucs need to win one game and call it good for the number one seed. You know, they're going to win the game. I don't think they're going to want to blow out the Nets. But then I look at the Nets and, you know, look at their last game against the Wizards. Harris had 27. Lillard had 24. Allen had 22. Well, all three of those guys are not playing today. So you got to wonder how Brooklyn's going to score. I did kind of think about maybe taking the over for the first half because I would be shocked if Milwaukee didn't put up somewhere in the mid-60s in the first half just trying to get this game over with. Uh, and, uh, you know, Brooklyn will find a way to score. They put up 50-something or more in the first two halves. So if I'm going to take a total, that would be the first half over. And I, I think i probably like Bucks first half. I, I honestly think they're – you know, you can overthink this one all you want. 
and there's no way I'm laying 19 points, period. Uh, and nor are the betters either. I mean, most of the money, the spread money has been on the Nets. I'm not sure if that's right. And, and the Bucks certainly could win this by 40. I just don't know that they really want to. I mean, at some point, they're going to feel bad for Brooklyn. So, you know, yeah, I think they pound the living shit out of them in the first half. Uh, so I don't really much care what the first half line is. I think I'd make a first half bet on the over strictly because I think Milwaukee, like I said, I think they'll put up an awful lot of points. And uh, because they're going to play so fast, Brooklyn will get a few points. I don't know who's going to get them, but, you know, they'll get into the, they'll get up to 40. So, you know, I would expect a, you know, 68 to 45 type first half. Um, and therefore, uh, I love the Bucks first half. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach here, Uncle Dave. And I don't disagree with your thinking on that one. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to actually play the second half under. If you like the first half over, I don't see why the second half under isn't a logical play here. You know, if you're laying 19 points with the Bucks, you know, this could be where you end up getting caught because the Bucks could potentially go ahead, sit some of their players. And if the Nets are, you know, clearly out of this game and they're just out there just going through the motions, you know, trying to get this game over with, um, you know, I, I, I could see them, you know, putting up points, but it's not like they're going to go out there and try to, you know, win this game, you know, being down 20 or whatever the case might be. They might just try to go ahead and get the game over with and try not to, you know, overcoach, um, you know, this game to go ahead and try to actually win. I just don't see that, that that's going to happen. I mean, the line's telling us um, this is probably a blowout. Now, the total's high. I mean, the total right now is 231 and a half. There is a little bit of money trickling in here on the under. One of the things I've noticed here, too, is the sports books, they haven't put any player props out on this game. And I think it's because they're trying to go ahead and protect against everybody thinking, you know, along the lines where we're thinking where, you know, the first half might be a place where, you know, the Bucks players feast or famine. And then the second half, you know, there might be, you know, one quarter where you see them. And, and a lot of people might go ahead and play the Bucks players under and then go ahead and try to counter with a bunch of Nets players over, which, you know, is certainly not out of the question. So they may end up lopsided with the props. And as of right now, I mean, we're looking, you know, an hour and a half, two hours before game time. Uh, they still have not put up any props yet for that game. And the rest of the games actually have props. So uh, it, 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 it's kind of telling me, you know, if the books aren't posting any props, it, maybe they think that, you know, that, that potentially what we're saying here, Uncle Dave, could obviously happen. I want to jump into Mackenzie Rivers' pick here, guys. He has a real strong handicap in this one. It is a little bit lengthy. But I want you guys to go ahead and listen to all the things he's talking about because I believe it's going to help you with these two teams later on as we continue on here in the regular season. Let's go ahead and give that a listen. All right, Sleep, my best bet for Tuesday night, I'm going to take the Portland Trailblazers plus four and a half over the Houston Rockets. Let's go team by team here. First, Rockets. Start with the obvious. Big letdown spot. This Rockets team is coming off two of their best wins of the seasons, huge nationally televised upset victories over excellent teams in the Dallas Mavericks and the Milwaukee Bucks. Both involved very late comebacks, moments where the ball was in the air, and either team could have won. Those kind of adrenaline moments take a fraction out of a team, particularly if that next game is not that important. This Rockets team has bigger plans than these reseeding games. They, want, they for a change, want to actually win the conference finals for the first time in the Harden era. And if you look at this Rockets team in the Harden era, if you look at them after back-to-back -back ATS wins, only 46%. 
number drops to 44% ATS when they're a favorite in the next game, and 36% ATS if the last game they won, they were an underdog. Like their upset victory over the Milwaukee Bucks, dropping them despite the fact they were down by 8 with 3 minutes to go. Milwaukee Bucks entering that game 50-0 and when winning by 8-plus this season with three or less minutes to go. But the main reason I like this play sleep is the Portland Trailblazers. Despite their hellishly tough schedule, I'm very bullish on this team. I think they have the goods to make the playoffs. And as Dame Lillard said, he wouldn't be in Orlando. Then we're going to go ahead and try to make the playoffs. This is a crucial game here. They got to take, they got to get some of these upsets they want to have a chance to get into that reseeding tournament, especially considering how easy down the stretch the Pelicans, their biggest rival, their schedule is. Now, I like these Blazers against the Rockets for near-term matchup reasons and long-term historical reasons. Near-term matchup reasons, Yusuf Nurkic will eat. He's athletic enough to stay on the court against these five Lilliputians in the Rockets, with Robert Covington being the biggest of them, a 6'7 center. You can stay on the court and chase P.J. Tucker into the corner, or keep stay in front of Robert Covington a decent amount. And if he can stay on the court defensively, on offensively, like I said, their biggest player is 6'7", and a small forward by trade, Yusuf Nurkic, an excellent offensive rebounder, will eat. As the Blazers get shot after shot up, Nurkic will get his. I mean, this guy is playing his third game back after a year-long injury, and his over-under is 20.5 points and 10.5 rebounds. It says something. The market is quickly realizing they have an all-star type player. Boom. Like that. Added to the mix. How does that affect their power rating? I think more than the market is currently projecting. Now let's look at the long-term trend. Dame Lillard, for his career against this Daryl Morey Rocket system, 58% against the spread, 20-14. and 14. If you narrow the focus, if you just look at when it actually became Dame Lillard's official team, particularly when LaMarcus Aldridge left in 2015, they put Lillard on the billboards, it was Lillard's team. Since then, try 65% ATS. Narrow it even further. Last three years, 7-3 and three against the spread. 70%, and that's, a plus, that's with a plus 6 ATS margin. Not bad. I think the Blazers' system allows more players to flourish so that the fact that Lillard can just match shot for shot with Harden or thereabouts, if CJ and Harden don't vastly outscore Lillard and McCollum, and I don't think they necessarily will, I think the Blazers are much more able to get those bench points from their third, fourth, and fifth players, like Nurkic, like Hassan Whiteside off the bench, like Zach Collins, who looked decent in his second game back. I think they're more motivated. They need this game. They're hungry, and when you're hungry and, and your main access point to an advantage is offensive rebounding, I like that combination because that's all about hustle and heart. Give me the four and a half points. These games have been considerably closer than usual, and give me the Portland Trailblazers plus four and a half. I like this play. Best bet. All right, guys, there's Mackenzie Rivers. He's going to go ahead. He's going to play the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Mackenzie went ahead. He sent me that one. Late last night, he was up late, burned the midnight oil. I got that pick at around 4 a.m. And if you guys have noticed, the line has trickled down here. So you're either going to have to go ahead and take a little bit less here with the Blazers or you're going to simply have to pass. But McKenzie's handicap on that one, um, absolutely amazing. I want to go ahead and talk about 
our golf pod, Uncle Dave and I, we have a couple hours left here before we have to go ahead and do our golf pod. We have the PGA Championship coming up, so Uncle Dave and I will rip and run into that. We'll give you our recap from last week. We'll give you guys another solid golf podcast coming up later on this evening. Well, that's it, guys. That's our podcast for today. Nice and short, nice and sweet. couple MLB plays, NBA play, and as always, McKenzie give out his pick and our retweet army guy gave out his pick today bc under he likes the reds indians under the total with that said i'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck today enjoy the games <laughs>